Tell me more about how his eyes look, Simon. <laughs> it's almost as if Simon enjoys being chastised by Baz or something. Like, is this how you describe your enemies? It's really not. Hot. Yeah, like, basically. <laughs> I feel like I just want to be, like, quote-unquote enemies for every time we bring up Baz. Want to get sexy? Yeah, let's get to the sexy stuff. Hello, and welcome to Escape from Reality, a podcast where two queer IRL witches read Wayward Son by Rainbow Rowell. I am Lark Malachi Gray. Uh, I am Jesse Blount, and today we are going to talk about <laughs> chapters 14 and 15 of uh, Gayward Son. All right, so <clears throat> in chapter 14 is Baz. He is very hangry. Because he's also a fucking vampire, closer to the Aquarius than he normally is, and is also driving a convertible in this godforsaken country. So, you know. Um, Penny doesn't have a plan, and neither does anyone else, so he's just driving them through Illinois, getting acquainted with classic American rock, which can in fact get very tiresome. Mm. But Simon is having such a good time, and Baz is just like always in pain with the love of with with his love of Simon, so shrug emoji. <laughs> also, the top of the car is stuck open. Also, he's really fucking thirsty, but they're all going to the Cheesecake Factory because Simon wants to. And finally, Penny tells them about her breakup. Chapter 15. Simon is reflecting on how, sure, Penny and Micah's relationship seemed on the outside, of course, and comparing it to this low point that he and Baz are having. Penny is still in a post-breakup fugue with no well-articulated plan anywhere. Also, turns out, no one told their parents they were going on this trip, and Penny wants to go home, which, lol, how? (laughs) (laughs) Also, Penny finally goes into more detail about this breakup, and Baz is very good at consoling her, but he's also a very hungry vampire and really can't do close right now. So Simon jumps in, feeling a little guilty, but Penny was like, I really just like this long distance thing, it was working for me. Yep. Uh, so standard spoiler warning, we are spoiling the rest of the series, and with that we're gonna enter. Easy come, easy go. Easy come, easy go, where we talk about everything that doesn't go anywhere else. I love Baz's list more than I love almost anything in the world right now. <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> I, I'm i going to do a dramatic reading of it for Patreon because I just love it. I just, like Simon's list at the beginning of Carry On holds no candle to Baz's list here. It is so <laughs> wonderful. It's so wonderful. It's also very relatable because I'm like, I too have America on my top five things that I hate ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Though I'm a, a big fan of the sun personally, but I'm not a vampire, so. This is true. Yeah, I am a fan of the sun, but he has a point in which when it's hot and humid together, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, his utter disgust with the idea that that can even happen. <laughs> like You never even knew how much those trade winds were benefiting your quality of life. Baz, because the Midwest really, really specializes in 
Well, actually, like most of the U.S. really specializes in hot and humid at the same time. Yeah. We don't have that out here on the West Coast. It's one of my favorite things about having moved. (laughs) It's either humid or hot and not both. And it's great. That's fair. That is very fair. Also, the return of someone else saying, talking about the fucking mage with disdain. May he rest in pain is definitely something I'm going to be using the next time a terrible conservative dies. And I'm just like, yeah. Yes, definitely. It's a good, a good line. <laughs> uh, I also really love Baz's incredible uh, convertible windswept hair. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, just got big and like uh-huh. teased out. <laughs> it sounds great. It does. Okay. My next note is just that the top the convertible top had to get stuck for plot purposes and i love it (laughs) you know all practicality would be like this one time on the highway they'd be like okay we have to close the fucking top this is ridiculous but rainbow rowell was like absolutely not it's stuck forever you can't fix it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know shit about cars maybe you're not supposed to put the top up when you're when you're driving you're probably not supposed to put it up when you're driving and it's old, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I also appreciate that for... It's such a good detail. Mm-hmm. This, this, These chapters have some excellent details. Yeah, I agree. I just want to say that Baz mentions that his mom was into Wham. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's now canon that both her and Fiona were also both into Wham together. And I'm just like, no, you can't tell me anything else. You don't think Fiona would be too cool for Wham? I think... She would be, she wouldn't tell anyone okay, that she yeah. liked it, but like they would listen to it together, but she would never admit to liking it. Yeah, no, that's completely accurate. Yeah. I love that. Me too. <laughs> uh, I think it's your turn. Okay. So this is my last thing here is this book is where I learned the phrase, it does what it says on the tin. And I love it and I use it all the time. <laughs> I think That's it's incredible. brilliant. Yeah, it's a pretty good saying. Uh, I actually, before reading the chapter this morning, Evan and I were walking Jezebel and we walked by where they're like building these like apartments in our neighborhood and they're just very terrible. Like. <laughs> You know, like all the buildings that are being built right now, just like shed roofs and like no personality whatsoever. And Evan was like, why can't they build anything cute ever? And I looked at the sign for the construction company and it was like modern homes. And I was like, does what it says on the tin. And then I read the chapter and was like, oh, this is where I learned that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what do you have next? I don't know why this makes me laugh so much, but Baz being like, no, I didn't switch my phone over. I'm on my phone plan. I don't want anyone to know I'm here. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, just using that as an excuse for a thing not to happen in a book just feels very novel to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's your turn. All right. You said you're done. I'm done with this section. Yeah. Sorry. All right. I have two things. One of which is. Just Simon, just Simon to himself being like, is it okay if we eat even though Penny is crying? <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's like, I feel like such a mood. <laughs> and also just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really 
really like that too and i don't know where i put it but i definitely had it written down it's fucking great and then do you something about cheesecake factory somewhere else or we can talk about it here um okay so i've never been to a cheesecake factory before me either (laughs) apparently we're doing a bad job being americans but that's news to no one yeah i I mean i do know that it has a very ridiculous long menu that makes no sense Mm -hmm. and that people really like the bread there those are the two things i know about (laughs) cheesecake factory but I looked up this American burger, which does, in fact, have, like, crispy fried potatoes on it. Delicious. And I'm like, that sounds great. And so I'm being like, this tastes like America. is like, it probably does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I want fried potatoes on top of my burger now. Totally. Yeah, that sounds delicious. I actually was like, oh, my God, I should text Evan to bring me home a burger. It's a great idea. I'm honestly doing that. Okay, hang on. <laughs> That's right. I also really appreciate the confusion around the Buffalo Blasts. I think it's <laughs> so funny. It's very cute. Especially because, like, Penny is, like, just so visibly upset. And it's yeah. just, like... She literally orders whatever people eat. Then <laughs> <laughs> Simon and Baz are like, is a buffalo a cow? And then Simon assumes that the buffalo is, like, in the sauce. <laughs> It's so great. Oh my god, I just think it's such a silly scene. It really is. It is also very confusing. So, I mean, the whole, like, buffalo thing where there's no buffalo meat in it. Right. Because it's from Buffalo, New York. I see a little silhouette of a man. Welcome to I See a Little Silhouette of a Man, where we talk about character development. Starting with Baz, I assume we're starting with Baz. Yeah. I am... I feel like he's just like, I want the penny that has a plan to be doing a thing. And I'm like, this is true, but you, sir, could also be offering some suggestions. I know that you're like, didn't totally want to be here, but you're here now. (laughs) true yes you're correct (laughs) and i mean i get like his feelings about this thing is like super understandable though because it's like there's nothing worse than going on vacation with people and you're just like i thought you were doing the thing right yeah and i just feel like he he was under the assumption that penny like had a plan period and he just found out that she didn't know it was 31 hours from chicago to san diego so like that's a big adjustment to make, especially when you're as fucking hungry as Baz is right now in, like, multiple ways. Yeah, he is just very hangry, and I'm like, this poor guy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I just wrote, he is in a state, and I adore him. I, Baz is so composed and, like, has so much awareness of, like, how people are seeing him from the outside and self-consciousness about it that he plays off as like being cool but i love the scene where simon is laughing at his hair and baz is like i i'm not gonna touch my hair like (laughs) i'm not even gonna look at my hair like he cannot i am being unflappable you know like (laughs) having the self-control for someone to be like your hair and to not immediately touch it is like holy shit baz it is very impressive. I would not have had, I would not have had that same kind of self control. Definitely no. not at like eighteen. 
No. I wouldn't have it now. I'd be like, what? <laughs> what is it doing? So Beth has this thing about how it hurts to look at Simon like when he's happy and also when he is sad. And I'm just like, you're in so much pain. It doesn't have to be like this. <laughs> and I'm just like. Yeah. Um, like, it's. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say like, do you guys, I think you guys maybe just. I mean, therapy, individual therapy, but also maybe couples therapy. Totally. Yeah, definitely. They need to learn how to talk to each other. Yeah, that that little, that soliloquy or whatever from Baz about it hurting to look at Simon is like, oh my God, so painful. But also, if you, if you do like just a minuscule amount of editing, it goes like this. <laughs> It hurts to look at you when you're this happy. It hurts to look at you when you're depressed. There's no safe time for me to see you. Nothing that doesn't tear my heart from my chest. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> like, all I did was, like, take some words out of the last line to make it less syllables. You know, maybe Baz just needs to write, like, a notebook full of really sad poetry and, like, work through this. I agree, and I encourage him to not make it rhyme, though. Like, just... <laughs> uh, it is. Well, baby Baz writing some accidental Evanescence lyrics. <laughs> I wrote, um... I wrote that thing for Patreon, the like, I'm going to write a newsletter about what's going on in my life so that I don't feel weird about not participating in our Discord. And was like, writing it was like, this is so fucking melancholy. And then I like wrote in it, um, is this like, is this what you want? Do you want access to my melancholy? And then someone in the comments was like, that sounds like an Evanescence lyric. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> uh. It's like, I, okay. that is the rudest thing anyone has ever said to me. And I laughed out loud for like five minutes when I read it. Listen, okay. I feel like one of the things about this never ending soul crushing pandemic is a little bit feeling like I'm like spiritually back in high school in a way that I feel I'm really hard to articulate, but it means I've been listening to a lot of Nirvana. So I'm nice. kind of like, I mean, listen, <laughs> That's great. Um, anyway, so back to Baz. He's an incredible friend. Like, this is top-tier friending that he does for Penny here. Like he, like, he does such a good job. Yeah, and he's in physical distress. You know, like, he needs to eat food and he needs to drink blood both very badly. And he, like, puts his stuff down and goes over and is like, I'm holding you. Yeah. He's such a good friend. Right. And then he's also like, all right, this is actually too much. So see you guys in a minute. Gonna go kill some cats, which we'll talk about next time. Which I don't think would be you be the thing you'd find behind the mall, but whatever. I mean, malls usually back up to, like, terrible all-beige housing. That's true. Whatever they're called, subdivisions. Yeah. So... Thinking about the way that Baz is, like all the pieces of him that we get in this chapter made me think about his Zodiac chart, (laughs) which like from Jump, I've been saying he 
is he has like a very dominant Capricorn placement, but definitely some water. And then Rainbow Rowell is like Baz is a Pisces, which I honestly think that she did in the same way that she did the Hogwarts houses for the characters in that she's like trolling people because she gives zero fucks about these things. And she thinks it's funny that we give fucks about them. So I think her being like Baz is a Pisces is like, LOL, do make something of that. Um, Challenge accepted. (laughs) Yes. Pisces sun, Capricorn rising. Here's what I pulled from the internet. These people are deep, sensitive, and intuitive. When you find yourself in the presence of a Pisces sun, Capricorn rising, your gaze is drawn to their unmistakable regal bearing and their soft-spoken delivery. They're perceived as being quiet and introverted, and that's because they are. Pisces suns frequently have inner confident strength, as well as a deep desire to help others. The Pisces-Capricorn duality manifests in many ways. Their sensitive and practical natures often appear contradictory on the surface, but they're connected deep down by their longings for security and structure, as well as their gentle ability to relate to others. In love, Pisces Sun Capricorn Risings are romantic dreamers who can never get enough attention from a partner. They may place too much importance on past experiences, making it difficult for them to open their hearts fully to someone new. Wow. Yeah, that is... (sighs) It's very spot on. I know. That's our boy. Caught in a landslide. Welcome to Caught in a Landslide, where we rant about stuff. All right. So I guess I'll be having a surprise advice column response in editorials, but... One of the things that Simon is, when he's reflecting on Micah and Penny's relationship, is how, like, there was, there didn't ever seem to be any kind of, like, disagreements or, like, any fighting or anything. And that does not necessarily make a good relationship. It's a very unrealistic relationship. And something is missing if you aren't even having, like, minor, like, you should be having at least minor disagreements about stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And they like more fleshed out developed relationship yeah so just like oh that's kind of a kind of not a good sign (laughs) penny right because it means that you're not actually communicating you know you're not talking about anything real yeah yeah and i feel like in this case what it means is that micah was never willing to like speak his mind to Penny and she just assumed that that meant that he agreed with her all the time and that's like really on him so yeah yeah and it's very I mean it's very unfortunate and I think that like and I don't know I think that part of it is that I think it's also easy for like Simon to sort of idealize that since him and Baz are this kind of like weird shitty place in their relationship Mm -hmm. but it's like again like not disagreeing about things it's like, Simon, I actually don't think you want that. <laughs> I think it probably also, the things, the specific things that he described sound like something that he and Agatha probably experienced a lot in a way that was like not balanced by their being. I'm sure that there were good times, but I think the good times are probably more like neutral. Like we're friends watching Doctor Who and like who sometimes make out. Yeah. So they weren't balanced by like meaningfully making up. Mm. Because... You know, it's sort of like petty, petty ways of talking to each other. Why are you using that tone of voice? Passive aggressive breathing that 
should be interpreted as I am so tired of you. Shut up, shut up, shut up. And it's like, those aren't ideal ways of, of conflict either. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is true. Yeah. But I mean, also, clear communication is hard. <laughs> saying what you mean is hard. I find saying what I mean very, very easy, but uh, that seems to be hard for other people to experience. So, you know, I'm like, I'm stating this very clearly. And then they're like, why are you being so mean? And I'm like, I'm not. God damn it. <laughs> Literally just saying what I'm experiencing in this moment. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like for me, I'm at this point where I have to be like, I'm trying to figure out what to say. Well, I think it's hard just because I feel like a lot of the communication ways that like either we get taught in like school or like even like, you know, with our families is never as direct as it could be. Or if it is direct, it is not great. And so mm -hmm. it's sort of like everything has to sort of be couched and like done passive aggressively when it's like actually no i just want you to clearly tell me what you mean <laughs> mm -hmm. and what you're feeling and not like passive aggressive breathing yeah totally anyway uh speaking of hard things this fucking scene where baz is like saying things that are true to simon because he knows that simon can't hear him over the wind and then once simon can hear him he's like nothing fuck like, it's just, it, it, <laughs> it makes me if i it makes me i was like i think shaking my e-reader because it makes me just want to shake him being like just tell him these things and i'm like and then simon's like i've never told him i love him and i'm like just tell him I know. You don't need a like special moment <laughs> to do it. I mean, like, not in front of Penny while she's crying about her breakup. <laughs> yeah, probably but... <laughs> not. That is not the norm. <laughs> but yes, agreed. Ugh. It's so frustrating. It is very frustrating, but it is also, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, <laughs> I feel like I can never be this mean to my characters. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Rainbow Rowell is definitely the person to turn to if you want to find out how to... Twist the knife yeah, just a little just... bit more. Yeah, it's it's rough anyway. <laughs> I think it's your turn. Oh, I only had that one thing in Cotton Alliance. <laughs> oh, this is where like all my stuff is. Okay, yes. I'm going to talk about girlfriends. The one, one word, girlfriends yeah that penny doesn't have any of um i think it's homophobic i think it sucks i hate it so much i don't understand why it exists or more importantly why simon snow would use that word i hate i hate it yeah i mean i hate it in the it's just like but i want to know who gay who is gay here <laughs> exactly <laughs> Or in other situations, if it is like, I don't know, safe to come out to my coworkers. <laughs> right. It's, I, I don't, I, okay. I have so many feelings about this. Sorry. I feel like it tell me, is tell me all your feelings. rooted in fragile masculinity. Like, I feel like the term girlfriends exists like that to stop 
jealous boyfriends and husbands short before they feel the need to interrogate their partners about who their friends that they're going out to hang out with are. So Mm -hmm. you like build it into the word so that they know who you mean by that. And I think that's a wonderful reason to never fucking use that word again. It sucks. (laughs) Also, that word means something else. And like assuming that it like being like, oh, like women call other women their girlfriends in that way. But like a a man would never be like, I'm going out with my girlfriends in that way. Maybe some gay men do. But like probably it like it. The, you can't have that. It, me- it has a meaning already. And also it's confusing. And also I just hate it. Yeah, especially especially now when. I mean, it's not like it's not like it's the '90s where, like, if you said girlfriends, people would assume you meant your friends who are girls. Now it's like, so your partner or so you know, right, or someone exactly. you're dating, and or like the multiple people that you're dating. If you say right. it with as a plural, exactly, you're just <laughs> yeah. like, great, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, right? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It is very frustrating because I feel like straight women use it all the time and don't think about. I was just like, that is very annoying. Because I'm just like, who are you talking about? This actually doesn't clarify anything. <laughs> I know. You could just say friends. I've had at least one situation where I was like, oh, rad. Like in a college class, someone was like, oh, I went out with my girlfriend last night. And I was like, cool, like gay buddies. And then later it, she was like, blah, 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 me and my husband. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> like, and it was not a polyamory situation. It was just a... And it was someone who was my age, which I feel like this is, in general, I think it's dying out. But I don't, I don't know. I have at least one friend who has both a girlfriend and uses the word girlfriends. And I'm like, that's confusing. Why? I feel like, I feel like Nicole had people when she worked, before she became a nurse, who were like our age who would use that, who were not queer. And I'm like, why? Just say friends. You could just, you could just say friend. Right? It's a per like it gets the exact same thing across. Yeah. So let's all maybe collectively work on stomping it out by every time someone says something about my girlfriends, you go, Oh, how long have you been together? And then all the straight people will be very uncomfortable and they'll stop using it. And like How long have you been in a polycule? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean also that <laughs> like that's me whenever it's like these fictional characters are friends and i'm like they're in a polycule (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah anyway (laughs) yeah all right my last thing here is that i was very annoyed by the fact that micah apparently spent most of his time at watford following penny around to quote unquote catching pokemon meaning playing pokemon go and in the next paragraph, it says there's no internet at Watford. Uh, he is, he's clearly playing Pokemon on like a Game Boy. Like a whatever the generation of... On his DS, probably? Okay. So, All right. so he's not playing Pokemon Go. But he has an actual gaming And then he's playing system. Pokemon, not catching Pokemon. Okay, that's better. You still catch Pokemon. I mean, yes, you're yes. right. Linguistically, it would have made more sense to just say... 
I guess it's the walking around that made me. I'm like, when you walk around catching Pokemon, you're playing Pokemon Go. But you're totally right. Also, timeline wise, I think I'm wrong or off. Yeah. Anyway, great. Actually, I. (laughs) I think it's funny how like someone's like he was kind of a SWAT, and I'm like, that just sounds like any 14 year old nerd. (laughs) It's like (laughs) girls and video games. Isn't that what SWAT (laughs) means? A SWAT nerd. Or is SWAT, like, know-it-all? I assumed... Actually, I guess I actually don't know. Person who studies hard. Yeah, it's nerdy. I feel like SWAT just sounds meaner than nerd. Maybe it's more, like, geek. But also, like, in our pocket of the world, nerd is a, like, neutral or positive, whereas in school or whatever, it is a insult that people use, so... This is true. Welcome to I'm Just a Poor Boy, where today I'm co-opting this section to ask you to check out the Kickstarter for my tarot deck that is actively underway. Uh, It's so cool. You should definitely check it out for... Everyone who wants to get into tarot but doesn't know where to start slash doesn't want to use the traditional gendered tarot deck that you see everywhere should check out Lark's. Yeah, it's gender neutral. I worked really hard to make it beginner friendly so like everyone can access it. Um, And they're like cool drawings of monsters, but like monsters that you kind of want to hug. So that's fun, too. So there will be a link in the show notes, but also if you search Kickstarter for Under the Bed Tarot, that's the name of the deck. And you can also find it on Instagram. There's a hashtag Under the Bed Tarot. Yeah, it's, you know, Kickstarter's all or nothing. And you can help make that happen. And then you too could have a physical copy of this awesome deck in your in your own hands. Yes, that's the dream, right? That's my dream. Welcome to Send Shivers Down My Spine, where we talk about sexy stuff. Do you have anything here? I surprisingly do not. (laughs) Okay, I don't think it's surprising. I also don't have anything, except I do have a kiss kill improvise for you. All right. I have to drop some some images in the chat for you. (laughs) Okay. All right. So your options this week are Mozart... Bucks Fizz and Wham. All right. Um, oh my God. The person in the image you sent me has a very excellent jacket. So I am. In which one? In the Mozart Sorry, one? Sorry, in the Mozart one. Yeah. So that's whoever plays him in the movie, I guess. All right. So I feel like I have no idea who this Buck Fizz person is. Yeah. It's a, it's a 80s, a British 80s band. And I guess you are choosing, like, between the whole bands for both Wham! and Buck's Fizz, so. All right. No, that's fine. Um, all right. So I think we're going to have to uh, kiss the folks in Buck's Fizz, because why not? Kill Mozart and obviously improvise with Wham! because they're probably, that's probably really great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a party. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to change anything. 
for you to know that one of these two men in Buck's phase apparently ran as some political party uh, pro-Brexit. Uh, all right, maybe kill Buck Fizz. <laughs> <laughs> all four of them have to go. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, that's gross and sad. Deep, yeah, deeply unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. So we're kissing Mozart then? Is that the modifier? I think, I think we are kissing Mozart, yes. Cool. Good call. Welcome to Is This Just Fantasy, where we talk about magic and science and magical science. All right, so we get maybe the only spell we get discussed, which is, uh, besides the non-existent ones to fix the convertible, Mm -hmm. is uh, a pig in mud, Mm -hmm. which apparently is a spell that makes you happy, which I'm like, please cast that on me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I felt the same way. We also get Tidy Up is a spell that doesn't work for Baz, I think, because it's supposed to not work. It's supposed to be our first British idiom not working. Mm. I think Tidy Up would totally work in the U.S. People say Tidy Up all the fucking time. Yeah, this is true. Not as much as they say clean, but people do say tidy. Yeah, let me just tidy up real quick before you come over or whatever. It means like declutter as opposed to clean. Yeah. It couldn't declutter his hair, so it didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> the wind was too firmly adhered. Um, yes. What do you have next? Uh, and, and the only other thing is that Baz describes what his uh, what Penny and Summon smell like in a not sexual way when he is hungry, mm-hmm. which I feel like is different with like the description we've gotten previous about simon's i guess maybe that's his, is that his magic maybe that we were talking about before yeah so their smell? magic smells seem to be different from their blood smells yeah so another bit more of vampire stuff mm-hmm. and also i feel like if you're living with if you like you're a mage and you're friends with a vampire i feel like it wouldn't be weird if it was like okay so this is what this is what you smell like when i'm very hungry and be like mm-hmm. all right that's okay i agree yeah baz is so dang self-conscious he needs to ease up on himself a little bit i know especially since simon really wants would love for him to bite him in a sexual way totally (laughs) just like if you told simon that it wouldn't it definitely wouldn't end all your problems but right (laughs) he he might definitely want to jump you so yeah totally (laughs) um i also wanted to note that baz describes simon's smell as like the kitchen after you pop popcorn and melt butter there's a singe to it with a round yellow fatty feeling that sticks to the roof of your mouth. And I wrote, dare I say, unctuous. (laughs) 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 You dare. I dare. Which is so much funnier to people who listen to The Gaily Prophet than people who don't, who are like, why is that funny? Great. And on that note, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Escape from Reality. Next time we will be reading chapters 16 through 18. This podcast and our other podcasts, The Gaily Prophet, are both creations of hashtag Ruthless Productions and are produced, mixed, and edited by me. 
Um, you can support us by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and leaving us a written review so people know that this is a quality podcast that they should listen to. And also because it's like writing us a letter mm. saying that you like our show that everyone can read. And we read every single one of them and it makes us very happy. Especially in these dark times where literally nothing makes us happy. <laughs> this is true. Um, it's very... There's not a lot of serotonin out there right now. So. Nope. Uh, you can also find us on our website at hashtag ruthless.com and on Twitter and Instagram at The Gaily Prophet. Yep. And if you want to check out our Patreon for things like my dramatic reading of Baz's list of things he hates, we are on <laughs> Patreon at patreon.com slash The Gaily Prophet. Uh, you can find me on the internet at larkmalachi.com or on Instagram at larkmalachi. And uh, you should find me so that you can check out my sweet tarot deck. Um, you can find me on Twitter at jesse underscore Detroit and on Instagram at live from Detroit for hopefully more kitten content. <laughs> yeah. The music and our theme song is by Kevin McLeod. The rest of the music is Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. And until next time, Scott Scott Amoosh. Amoosh.